even in the far-flung dystopian future of Shadowrun, Christmas is still a thing. And the last time we met, our runners, well, they got to experience a little holiday cheer. Well, maybe cheer. It involved a lot of midgets, some weird, weird demons, and a job they couldn't refuse. But the holidays are over now, and they have their presents for being good boys and girls and robots and things. But what else does the future hold? So, gentlemen, the last time we met, you had uh, just basically dealt with Krampus Liberace and received your gifts and then have come back home to Bab's humble abode. But there are no midgets there this time. You're good. I think I'm going to miss him a little bit. <laughs> what was his name was, again? No, he was disturbing. What was his name again? <laughs> When they shit himself in our place. What was his name? Do we remember? We don't. Okay. No. <laughs> he was memorable, just not his name. <laughs> don't talk about Larry that way. Was it Larry? Larry or I Steve? It was Larry. I, I, was Larry, was Steve his partner? I, Steve I was his partner. Yes, all right. I miss Larry. We're going to have wow. to look up Larry and Steve someday and see how they're doing. <laughs> I, I, they probably have left Chicago at this point to go join a bear colony. It's fine. That's So you're saying I can't add them as contacts? I didn't say that. <laughs> they owe us one is what it boils down to. So if we need a favor. Uh, uh, I'm wanna... writing this on my character sheet. <laughs> Larry and Steve. Babs I mean, will you, forget. You do have a contact who's really good at finding information, so... There's a good chance you can track them down, should you so desire. So would you say our connection and loyalty are with Larry and Steve? Uh, connections, low, loyalty, medium. So Seriously? One and three. Yeah, give or take. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys wake up uh, as the morning after. Or you, you're sort of processing everything. And uh, something unusual has happened. As in, nothing has happened. Okay. There's no no dragon heads, no weird midgets, no crashing through the walls, no death robots, no demons, no weird insectoid creatures. And uh, Jessica's just kind of sleeping on the couch still, kind of sleeping in. All right. Well, the first thing I want to do is take a look at this bow. So... It, Take a look at it, and you run it over in your hands, and at first glance, it looks like it's a standard compound longbow. It's got the pulleys and the wires and everything. It looks like it's got a scope on it. It's a red dot sight uh, with slight amplification, so you can actually you know, maybe target something a little bit better. Okay. Except when you are touching it, it's not made out of metal or wood. Upon closer inspection, it actually is made out of bone, a dark, deep, ebony-colored bone. Inlaid across the bow all the way through are runes of your people. They're elemental bindings. Ooh. You can call upon this bow to essentially produce an arrow of any of the known elements. You're not entirely certain, but you might be able to figure out a way to tweak it to get combinations therein. So... 
that was your gift. And it's something that you've never heard of from any any other elf, half or full or otherwise. And I got a memory core? <laughs> he got that? So well, um, <laughs> you got a little black box. Yes, you did. <laughs> For gameplay purposes, uh, my previous bow was a rating three. What would the rating on this be? Five. Rating five? Okay. And um, now, typically, the highest rating bow my character could use is three, because that's as high as his strength is. Nope. This works off of your magic, not your strength or agility. Just wanted to be sure Santa didn't screw me. Yep. No, <laughs> Santa's not going to screw you. All right, you can go to Babs, because i got numbers and math to do now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, you did receive a memory core. It is a little black box with a little wire coming off of it. All right. Ends in a, looks like a data jack. Which I can plug into myself. Yep, it'll fit very nicely into the uh, data port, the tap port, right at the base of your skull. All right. Do I need somebody's help to do this, or do I just sit down and plug her in? You just sit down and plug her in, as far as you can tell. Well, if he's going to be playing with his Christmas toy, I may as well play with mine. Even though it's fucking June. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're gonna, we needed we're gonna a gonna long to time to rest. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to get to that. All right. I'm plugging her in. What am I seeing? So as you plug it in, you see the apartment sort of fade out and is replaced by a glowing blue wireframe version of your world. But not necessarily your particular apartment. The buildings and streets you can see sort of around you are there. And it looks like some are glowing, some are not. Uh, looks like the lights are kind of flickering in some places. Um, you're smack dab in the middle of what looks like a cluster of six buildings. The three in front of you are lit. The three behind you are dark. This is a memory that I'm seeing, I'm assuming. It didn't port me anywhere, right? You, it feels very real to you, but I mean, you didn't feel like any jarring translation or anything like that. No. Did Santa get Babs a VR unit? (laughs) Is this like an inside joke? (laughs) No, it is not a VR unit. However, it is the chosen interface for your memory box. All right. Are these my memories? You don't know yet. Is there a way that I could deduce that? Well, you do have a couple options staring in front of you. You have three buildings with doors you can enter through if you so choose. So basically, I'm playing the game or not. That's yep. how I'm going to figure things out. Okay, so there's That's three it. lit in front and three not lit in back. Correct. I'm a freaking robot. I'm, I'm not afraid of no darkness. All right, I'm going to go to one of the dark ones. Interesting. Which one do you go to? There's a middle left and right. If I'm facing them, let's start in western tradition and go from left to right so i'll start at the furthest left one the door is sort of stuck uh you can muscle it through and you enter into a very dark scape of almost like a an office building that has been forgotten for years and years and years and in the center of the room is a pillar And at the top of the pillar is one of those old timey power switches that you throw up and down. Yeah. It's in the off position right now. How many stories is this building? Uh, 
as you kind of move in and you look up through what appears to be an atrium that seems to go clear to the sky, probably 500 stories easy. 500 stories. Yep. How, how high does this pillar go in the center? Is it going through like each of the floors kind of deal? Uh, it's in the center of the room about maybe your chest height. So it's just... It's like set in the middle of the room. Right, like okay. Into the floor. So it's just prompting you to go and flip the switch. If you so choose, yes. What else is in the room? Looks like discarded furniture, old tattered uh, sofas in like a sitting area, dilapidated TV screens and monitors, uh, receptions desk that looks like it's completely disheveled and decaying with time. And it looks like a bank of elevators off to the very far back of the room. It's very much like a forgotten office, office from like building. the 90s. All right, I'll flip the switch. All right, I'm going to need you to make me a body check. So I'm going to need you to roll five dice, but you're going to get a two dice advantage. So seven dice total, please. Okay. Uh, You feel a sort of queasiness inside of you and a sharp stabbing pain inside of your brain. This is new because you have never felt pain in the brain before. Not like this. It's not something a droid is supposed to be familiar with you don't pass out you don't vomit but as you open your eyes to sort of come back from this i guess the best way you could say it is just feeling like you got stabbed in the brain space the building is no longer there and what you see in front of you is the underground of new york city and you remember everything from that time It all comes flooding back. The friend that you lost, the person that you were supposed to protect, and what your purpose was. No! What the f- You- (laughs) No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I am not going in any more buildings. I'm flipping the switch back down to the other position. Oh, you don't- What switch? It's not there anymore. Oh, sissy, if you're listening, I didn't kill you. It wasn't me. All right. You don't know what happened to her. You said memories all returned. I did. I I said the memories returned to that specific event. Uh, That also means that you gain another eight dice in all of your combat rolls for anything involving guns. So you're going to be at 20 dice on anything gunplay. I'm going to assume from that reaction that that's good. That's really good. All right. Um, okay, so I'm, I've am i got these memories of what happened. Well, guess what, buddy? Put on your narrator hat. What happened? You remember of a time where you were originally built and programmed by the dwarves of New York City and the underground enclave of their society. You were assigned a task of protecting the adopted daughter of the leader of the enclave, you and one other body, what other body, a, a robot uh, who was more protocol droid than anything else. You remember her running off into all sorts of directions and from a, a small child to the time she was an adult, trying to view every cave, every system, every tunnel, trying to learn everything, this, this extreme inquisitive nature that she had. That eventually led you to a fabled place 
a castle that should not have existed, a place that should not have existed. And that's the last thing you remember. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Sissy, you got to come back on the show. I know you're busy. But <laughs> we need to figure this shit out. All right. Okay. All right. So anything else? That's it from this one. Okay. You can, you turn around there. The door that you walk through is, is actually there in the middle of this cave system. Okay. So I go back out and now there's still five apartment buildings to get into is what you're saying. There are still five buildings. Okay. But at this point, your connection drops and you're brought back to your, the, your apartment. Yeah. I was going to say, let's give Vitz a chance. Fuck. It's going to take forever just for my gift. Oh, you're not, <laughs> you're not getting access to all six, all six pieces immediately, sir. Well, what's oh God? Well, we've got to wait another six months before I can open the next gift. We've already talked about this. It's going to happen a lot more frequently, sir. All right. All right. So yeah, so Limbo, you saw absolutely nothing. You just basically saw Babs doing Babs things in your yeah so standard standard practices. <laughs> yeah. So now that what do you guys want to do now? It's up to him. Uh, didn't we have a job I, we were doing? Well, okay. For, well, first of all, you're a robot. I'm an android. You don't have any food. <laughs> don't you still so, have a piece of pizza in your pocket? I don't think that's good anymore. And now I have money, so I would like. <laughs> we could order here's, in. Here's, here's, here's what I would out. like. I would like actual coffee. Babs, not, you have to notice not soy calf, coffee. <laughs> you happen to know that there is a real old timey cafe just down the road from you that all the humans seem to really enjoy. All right, I'm going. <laughs> all right, so Limbo is basically saying, "Peace out." He's out. Babs, you're going to join. Motherfucker, you didn't even invite me. After right, everything say, we've been through, you're not even going to invite me to go with you. Uh, hunger uh, uh, good good breakfast yes uh, join All right. I'm going to kick the couch where the kids sleep in and say we're going to eat you want to come she uh, rolls over wipes the sweep from her eyes and just kind of stares at you and says go where what's the name of the cafe uh, beetle bubs beetle bubs if you just made that up on the spot, I love you. Because <laughs> that is awesome. That I can see that on a spinning sign outside of the diner lit up. Okay, we're going to Beetlebub's to get food. That's all that matters. Do you want to come or would you like to sleep more? She uh, looks at you and her stomach growls. She's like, eh, probably would be a good idea. All right, I'll get dressed. And she goes and toddles off to the bathroom. She may be a well. Well, she's actually out pretty quickly, only about five, ten minutes. Her hair is pulled back into a ponytail, and she's definitely wearing a set of clothes that you have never seen before. You actually don't know where she got them from because they're not yours. And, well, you found her in a vat. So, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of stuff she had. Um, but it's a full set of looks like biker gear. She's got leather pants, leather boots. <laughs> Okay. Looks like the old school punk rock T-shirt with the leather jacket and chains and her hair pulled back. You're She's ready to go. You're making our ward seem a little too sexy there. How old is she again? 18. 
It's a little too sexy. <laughs> hey, right, I'm not in charge. I can't, I can't help with the fashionism of Shadowrun. Uh, I'm right, just man? saying. She could have a neon mohawk that glows brightly colors. That'll come later, maybe. That'd be kind of awesome. Sam. So you guys can head down. You head outside. And, uh, yeah, it's no longer winter. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> spring, is in, spring is in full effect. It looks like the thaw has already occurred. And, uh, yeah, there are people hustling and bustling up and down doing normal stuff that you would not see on a Chicago winter day. Elf. Uh, He's probably muted again, motherfucker. No, I, okay. I'm i just looking up uh, sparethial names for my bow, but I'll get back to that in a second. Oh, seriously? <laughs> oh, um, I'll pull out while well, I check my terminal and what, what day is it? Uh, it is March 3rd. I'll turn to Jessica and how long were we sleeping? She looks at you a night. No, no, last yesterday, de- December. It hasn't been December in months. What are you talking about? Uh, Mr. Babs, uh, how long were you inactive? Moments. Yep, chronometer. Your chronometer definitely uh, suggests that you were out for a normal night's sleep. Hmm. Strange. Uh, Don't let it go. You keep yes. him on the spot. Yes, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> we're testing his improv skills. <laughs> Last you remember. That's I remember. We just was, got done working a job for one of the other corporations. You needed a paycheck, so we went and did stuff. It was a standard smash and grab. Oh. Babs murdered like three people. I you talked to not. some dogs. Like it was, we- I mean, standard weirdness for our group. I have no memory of this act. Yeah, you both are caught a little off guard because she is not the timid creature she was. The last time you remember. She's definitely walking with a lot more confidence and vigor. And Babs, you happen to notice that she's pretty strapped with weapons, too. You can see the bulges underneath her jacket uh, are definitely like shoulder holsters. And she's got at least one combat knife stuck in her boot. She did not have all this shit when we brought her back. Nope, you do not remember anything. You don't remember her having any of this. Do I recognize any of the weapons? No, they're all brand new. So they're not mine is what it boils down to. No, she did not take them from you. All right. And, but we notice absolutely nothing has changed on our persons, correct? Correct. Just discuss further after coffee. I want so you guys can make now. your... Your way back, you can make your way down to Beetle Bubs, and uh, it's pretty slamming right now. It's uh, early, early morning, so you have the folks trying to get their coffee and their bagels and and whatnot before work or whatever they have going on for the day. There's a pretty odd mix here. You have everything from high corporate 
to looks like the lowly gangers have all need their cup of joe to get their morning going. And this is one of the few places in Chicago that you can have a real honest to God cup of coffee, not sim, not soy coffee. And you can go and get whatever hundreds of new yen does that cost? (laughs) Only 500 per cup. That's that's a deal. That is a real big deal. Uh, Mr. Babs, do you coffee? No. I have much better things to spend my money on. But I'll watch you drink yours and enjoy that. They do have synth protein if you want some. Does my guy actually need to eat? You do need fuel sources. Uh, Shutting down and plugging into walls is one thing you can do, but you can actually bioconvert as well. So they do have, for lack of a better term, like synthetic gruel that you don't taste anything, so you don't really care, but it is something you can use for fuel. Now, being that I just woke up, one would presume that I was plugged in during the night and am fully charged and ready to go, right? Sure, but you could probably store it in your stomach sack or something like that. It's your choice whether or not you want to. You are capable of engaging in consuming food if you so choose. Yeah. He wouldn't need it, so he wouldn't bother. So I'm going to say no, thank you. All right. Jessica's already beat you online. She's already ordered, it looks like, the a coffee about as large as your head. And it looks like a plate full of different baked goods. And she's already went and grabbed a table. I, I will order a very small coffee. I mean, I might, I might have money, but come on now. <laughs> and uh, a plain bagel with butter. <laughs> the bagel is also the size of your head. <laughs> so yeah, you receive that, and you guys can head over to the table. And as you sit down, the fourth chair pulls out, and a black smoke materializes and forms into Lord Xanatos. Our buddy. Good morning, friends. Good, 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 good morning, sir. You want a bagel? You've been. No, they I have bagels here. I'm quite full. All right. Thank you. He flashes you a smile of teeth stained crimson. Mm-hmm. You've been doing quite good work for me and taking care of my charge and he smiles at Jessica and she just you can see a look of disgust across her face as she just tries to not look at him and just drink her coffee for forgive ignorance great great one but um what what great work have we done recently oh just all of my bidding you've eliminated quite a few of my competitors and well I appreciate that um, how, how can say, um, don't remember any of these tasks. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, there are things that you have seen that you should not have seen. I, uh, may have plucked a little too hard and his face just goes into a very stern, grim resolve and you feel Shiver just come right up your spine. Uh, I'll I'll look at Babs. And, um, this this one's not used to 
losing memory. This one is used to it. You get used to it. Not a big deal. Live in the moment. Mm. It's very zen-like. Past is very important for determining path and future. No? Not if you live in the moment. Right here, right now. You're hungry. You're eating your bagel, having your coffee. Then we move on. Speaking of which, as Anatos breaks in, your path in the future, well, I'm here to help you with that. It would seem that I finally have a lead for you to follow up with on Janus Industries, where you found me and Jessica. It seems they have an office in New York City. You are going to fly out there and take every scrap of information you can find. The fly? <laughs> oh, yes. You will be flying. In air travel? Yes. Hmm. You could, of course, always refuse. I do need lunch plans. No, uh, uh, of course not. No. Uh, as, as you wish, sir. There'll be a car waiting for you outside whenever you decide you're done with your delightful peasant food. And he dissolves back into black smoke and dissipates. There's a lingering stench of decay but nobody else seemed to have noticed anything that happened. Uh, I'll look to Jessica. What? Comfortable working with Dark One? Comfortable's a stretch. Tolerate it so I stay alive is more like it. You two I'm fine with. Current task important for you, yes? What do I care about where I came from? I just don't ever want to go back into a tube. Understandable. Many of us unhappy with where we came from. As Mr. Babs phrased, sometimes best to live in moments, not thinking of past. I said that? There's a lot of wisdom in that. Maybe <laughs> paraphrasing. So yeah. you haven't finished your bagel. We got a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I will enjoy my bagel and coffee. All right. You guys finish your breakfast. Un unperturbed. Nobody bothers you. Nobody seems to actually pay much notice to you whatsoever. Uh, which, I mean, I guess makes sense. I mean, you have orcs rubbing shoulders with trolls and and elves and humans, so pretty much everything goes here. And you walk outside, and there is a rather large black car waiting for you, and there is a driver. Sunglasses on, black driver outfit, cap, waiting at the side of the door for you, and opens it up. I'm just going to walk in. Yeah. yeah That's a um it's a I'll luxury follow. it's a luxury vehicle. Jessica gets in after you guys. 
luxury vehicle, leather seats. Looks like there's uh, plenty of drinks. Looks like there's booze aplenty uh, along the sides there with glasses should you choose to enjoy them. Driver closes the door behind you, gets in to the front, and drives off. Chicago is definitely a bustling town. Uh, There are so many people everywhere that uh, in certain areas you feel like it's one of those old still shots of Tokyo where there were just floods of people. Uh, The driver seems to have no problem getting them to move out of his way, though, uh, as he seems to barely slow down. And you find yourselves back at the airfield where you had your first mission together. Uh, Yeah. It's it's much cleaner now. (laughs) Uh, Looks like there is no signs of any sort of combat here. And it looks like the SAF uh, has taken over security protocols for it. So it looks like it's a normal functioning airport once more. Uh, There's no more dilapidated fences. The tower has been completely rebuilt. Uh, This is not the same place you remember of just what you believe is a mere couple months ago. And on the tarmac, as the driver pulls onto the tarmac, you see that there is a small private plane, and it looks like an old-school Cessnas. No rocket engines, no, you know, turbines. Looks like propellers and a fuselage. Very old school. They'll pull alongside and open the door for you guys, and you can head right onto the plane. I'll turn to Babs and Jessica. Um, what? What? One moment, please. And I want to uh, sit down and uh, summon a very small spirit of air in the form of a bird. Okay, easy enough. Just to have it sit on my shoulder. Yeah, it'll. You don't even have to roll for that. It just happens. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bird. Um, need exactly comforts. Is that going to do, please. If the plane goes down. Hope. Hoping, not for plane to go down. Would, but if it like, goes down, if if the propeller stops moving because it's all just a, a big chunk of metal and it starts to fall from the sky at an incredible rate and you know it's going to hit the ground, leaving not just a crater, but us as part of the crater, what is that little creature on your shoulder going to do to assist you? Help me fall slower. Will it? So it will save your life is what you're saying. Certainly possible. Great, great power in spirits. The bird seems pleased by your platitudes and chirps a happy song, kind of dances uh, from foot to foot and just kind of cocks his head and looks at Babs. But we don't get birdies. I'm going to cock my thumb to Jessica. So Jessica, so you're all right with saving your own life, but you won't actually give us little birdies as well. As you're busy doing that, Jessica has already gone on a plane and come back up and just shoved what is a backpack into your hands and walks back onto the plane. What's this? It's a parachute. I know that. I was asking him. I believe it's your. I'm role playing for initiative, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Babs was a complete moron. My bad. 
Okay, that's just mean today, okay? <laughs> that's just really well, mean spirited. They're like, like your character's not gonna know what a what an, a parachute is. Well, oh, they man. wouldn't. If he'd never been in a plane <laughs> and he's got memory problems, he's not going to know what a goddamn parachute is. You know what? Whatever right. you say, boss. Whatever you say. It's my memory. I know what of I speak. <laughs> Sometimes I forget words too. You have too. no problem remembering what your guns do. <laughs> That's because you pull a trigger and it fires. There's a difference. Fine, I'm gonna take my goddamn backpack and go inside the house or the the plane. Yep, inside as you walk in, it's one of those very small planes. It looks like it seats about maybe four people, um, and the pilot, and that's it. Nothing too fancy here. I'm just going to sit down. I will immediately sit down and buckle every seatbelt available to me. Yep, you uh, you try to steal some from the other seat that's unoccupied and use them as well. And you're strapped in as secure as you're going to get. Uh, once and you I'll guys... just keep petting the bird. <laughs> yeah, he uh, the bird's not going anywhere. Pilot closes I'm going to pet my parachute. <laughs> Look at him scowl and pet my parachute. <laughs> Noted, you're scowling and petting a parachute. <laughs> All right, so plane takes off. Uh, it is a rather unpleasant feeling for anybody who's not used to uh, flying at all. And uh, it feels like you're being pushed back into your seat. Babs, you don't really feel the inertia from it so much, uh, but you are 100% uncomfortable, Limbo. Um, you look over and you see Jessica's already asleep. Wondering if I can use my knockout spell on myself. Yes. <laughs> we'll reserve that um, particular course of action for later, just in case. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you guys have a couple hours. Uh, let's see if anything happens in that time. So there is extreme turbulence on the back. I was going to say, I think this shit's going to go bad real soon. (laughs) (laughs) You better hope those buckles hold. (laughs) And the plane is bouncing around rather violently. (laughs) Jessica seems to still be asleep through it, however. Uh, But you see Limbo, uh, I think you're going to need to make me a a body check to make sure you don't hurl. (laughs) is not a lot of dice. <laughs> nope. <laughs> god, I glitched it. Oh god. Yeah, you uh you're grabbing the the uh, the bag in front of you and you are you're spewing into that thing. Well, I enjoyed the coffee while I had it. <sighs> yeah, but now that coffee and uh almost all of that bagel are in this bag. Congratulations. Babs, you see uh, Limbo just ch- upchuck everything. I'm not even going to offer to help. I'm just going to hang on to my parachute. (laughs) Guess your little birdie didn't help you with that, did he? He, no, uh, does not possess that ability. If you need to sleep for the rest of the ride, I can take care of that for you if you would like. Without giving you a concussion, well, a small concussion. Would, Would rather see misfortune coming. Are you sure of that? No. Is he within arm's reach? 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> I'm gonna just raise my hand as if I'm gonna give him a backhander and say, "Are you certain?" I'll try to like move away, but realize I'm strapped in too securely. <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can do that for the last hour. But the good news is, is you while Babs is doing this and torturing the shit out of you, you don't didn't notice, but you've actually landed safe and secure and on the ground. And the plane is currently taxiing, but you're too busy trying to avoid the robotic backhand that, well, maybe you might owe Babs a thank you. <laughs> While that may be true, I doubt Limbo realizes this. <laughs> because I also doubt Babs did it as a conscious effort to distract him. I was going to say, he most certainly did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the offer to help was in the actual smacking of the elf. <laughs> I mean, you two have interacted enough that I'm pretty sure that he knows that. So, yeah, uh, plane comes to a complete stop. Pilot comes out, opens the door, and you are greeted by what is just nothing more than a humongous rain and wind storm. Um, it's basically March sort of weather in New York State. Um, rain, rain's coming in sideways and... As soon as you guys get out of the plane, pilot closes the uh, the hatch and makes his way over to one of the, basically moving this thing over to one of the hangars. Waiting for you at the other side of the tarmac is another car. So once I unsteadily get off the plane, I'll take a moment to like steady myself on the ground. <laughs> And then I'll pet the bird one last time. They, thank you, little bird, and I'll dismiss it. It chirps at you and disappears up into the sky and then gone. I'm going to look at him and say, I'm keeping my parachute. <laughs> and walk towards the car. Yep, you still have your parachute. Uh, so Jessica follows you guys, goes over to the car. Same thing as before. It's a town car. Looks like a little bit of a, a stretch car. Get in. Same thing. Driver doesn't say anything to you, and just as soon as you all are in, takes off. While uh, we're in the car, it'll occur to me. I'll look to Jessica. Parachute rated for synthetic body weight. She looks at you and just smirks and then looks back out the window. <laughs> I don't care. All this time, I'm going to be actually putting my arms through it so that it's like facing the wrong way. So it's on my chest instead of my back, and I'm going to clip it in. Alrighty. And be quite you proud know. of myself at the same time, let me tell you. <laughs> Jessica chuckles a little under her breath. New York City, as you guys are driving through it, you notice is wildly different than Chicago. The city itself is not in quite the state of decay uh, that you're used to seeing. Buildings look relatively well intact. There are skyscrapers everywhere. Glass and steel at basically every construction in even in the morning light, you can see the the sort of soft glow of the neon lights. They never turn these things off. Uh, everything looks pristine and new, which is odd in this world. 
uh, and it makes you just feel a little bit uneasy. So remind me, because I don't know too much, uh, who's in control of New York? Disputed currently. Um, If you're looking at it, it's the uh, the allied uh, U.S. nation, essentially. Okay. So um, downstate New York is still part of the alliance. Upstate New York became part of the Canadian states. Okay, carry on. You drive for about 30 minutes and you start to sort of veer out from the city, which is a little bit odd because you would expect that a corporation probably should have been within the city limits. But the driver is definitely taking you outside to more of the rural zones. Um, You get about maybe 40, 50 miles outside of the city and the driver stops. The rain has broken. And there's a light mist everywhere. But what's around you is what can only be described as a concrete clearing inside of the jungle of New York. What do you mean, like a parking lot kind of thing? Like, uh, maybe over there. Oh. There's a handy-dandy image for you. And that's what you see, a giant wedge-shaped building on a concrete pad. Like, it looks like maybe a couple hundred feet by a couple hundred feet. uh, And it looks like just surrounded by a couple different highways and nothing else but trees. Driver hands you each a little data chip. And I'll uh, slot the data chip into my hand terminal. And you see the map in front of you. How many stories is that? It is a three-story building from what you can tell. Yeah, that's what it looked like, about three or four. Okay. But we only see the map for the, the, for the ground floor? Correct. Okay. Being new to this game, presumably that means second, third floor, not that important. Guessing? Possibly. Okay. I mean, in, it is very likely that the map will alter to uh, suit your current position. You are technically on the ground floor right now. Okay, I understand. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Good to know. All right. Remind me, basically, this is just a corporate espionage thing going in, stealing data, and going out, correct? That's what I he believe says. the data we were requested to steal was, quote, everything. <laughs> he did say everything. He did not specify what he was looking for. Okay. I don't think we would know what he was looking for even if we found it. Okay. Do we need... I'm going to talk to uh, Numbnuts there. Um, do we... Because you are, ironically, know more about electronics than I do in this case. That's uh, debatable. Well, <laughs> y- you would with his memory loss and everything. Um. Would we be able to jack into just one of the computers basically... Even externally, like, quote-unquote, Wi-Fi kind of thing. I don't know if they still have that in that time frame or that universe um, to get what we need, or are we going to start going in and looking for a server room? Hmm. Before you answer that, actually, if I may. (laughs) No, sorry, you got a moment to get your thoughts together. Joe, what time is it? Uh, It's mid-afternoon. Okay. On what day? Still the still March third. Sorry, what day of the week? Like it does uh, it, is it a weekday? Is there people working? There it's is a weekday. What I want to know. So there's well, here that's the odd thing. 
you look at the building a little bit closer, it looks rather dilapidated from the outside. Are there any? There's no other cars in the parking lot. Okay. Are there any lights on? Not that you can see from here, but it looks like it's got the mirrored windows that you basically it reflects light based off of the time of day. So you can't really see in right now. Uh, but it looks like it's well overgrown with with vines and growth. Uh, it looks as if it's been unloved or untouched for a while. Re- retrieving data difficult without Decker. Could jack in, but may have security in the way. How far are we from the building? Are we like pretty but, much right on top? We're in the parking lot? Yeah, you're like 50 feet away, maybe. Okay, all right. Uh, there Are there any cameras on the exterior of the building? Not that you can see from where you are. Where I'm looking at the building right now. Where are we, please? Are we like by the front entrance at the bottom? The bottom left point. Yeah, the front uh, entrance, the main entrance at the bottom. Yeah. That's where we are right now. About 50 feet away, yeah. And there's no cameras that I can see on either side? Nope. Okay. If I walk up to the door, can I see through the glass? Uh, Yeah, you can see in, and it looks like it. there's nobody inside, at least the front lobby. Okay. I'm going to try to open the door without forcing it. Just opens right up for you. I look back at uh, Limbo, kind of shrug and turn around and walk in. Any alarms? Any anything? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica walks in behind you. She kind of just follow past Limbo slowly while uh, keeping an eye on you know the forest and the tree line, and basically just looking in every direction on my way into the building. And nothing seems to be bothering you. Uh, as you walk inside, this building probably hasn't been used in a couple hundred years. At least from first glance, there is a thick layer of dirt and dust and growth from the outside that is creeped in. So pretty similar to that building we were in when we first found all this nonsense. Correct. Yeah, I'm going to assume there's something hidden here. I'm actually going to tell Jessica to sweep the perimeter and look for any disturbances in dust or indicating a path that anybody was using even if it leads to a, an empty wall or, or whatever. She kind of nods and reaches underneath her jacket in the back and pulls out uh, what looks like a square thing, pushes a couple buttons and it unfolds into an MP5. And she takes off and starts, looks like going pillar to pillar, just kind of making a low profile and kind of poking her head around. Okay, I'm going to take a walk from where we are over to where the square that says stairs on the right. Is okay. that stairs going up and down or only up? Up and down. Okay. I'm going to look back at Limbo and say, I'm going to go check downstairs. Yes, uh, last encounter with company. Important things downstairs. Okay. Okay. You start heading down towards the stairs. Uh, It is very dark and dingy, and you can smell sort of the mildew in the air. There's definitely been moisture gathering for a long time. 
uh, as you check your display, it does flop over. And there goes the basement. Uh, it does look like, in, as you come out of the stairwell, uh, this is slightly neater, but probably because it hasn't been sort of breached by the elements yet, but there is definitely a layer of dust here. Um, so, yeah. That's where you're at currently. I'm just looking. Now, we've got this map, him and his thing, and me in my head, right? Yep. So we just automatically know that. You'll have to yep. forgive me if I ask you to. No, you're fine. Tell me what you wrote on some of these things because the yeah, no, the the, it's, the image is a little blurry. Yeah. So that's lab with cloning tanks. Is that that's what, what it says? says on your map? Okay, and then lab storage. Right, right beside it. Correct. Is that what that says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seems similar to where we found Jessica. Yes. Now. Uh, before I answer that, Joe, I'm going to assume that those two images just popped up on the screen because that's a limitation of roll 20. Not that we it suddenly is. already have information about the second floor. Yeah, it was. It basically gave me a hard time with it. So but we you don't, guys already went to the basement. So, but don't we don't know what's on the second floor as it stands, right? No. Okay, good. So I'm not even going to concern myself with that. Okay. So labs with cloning tanks. Okay, do we see, we came out at the stairs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the, the the left through those double doors to enter into the lab with the cloning tanks. So you're actually going to go all the way around into the main lab? Okay. Well, that doesn't look like that far. No, no. I'm and it's the only way to get into it. As he's doing that, I'm going to check his six and poke into the utility closet and storage along the way just to be safe. Yeah, utility closet looks like it's just filled with like what probably were once mops that have been completely just turned to dust over time. Uh, looks like bottles of cleaning chemicals that have n- never ever going to biodegrade or expire uh, and looks like just spare pieces of hardware and I don't mean like electronic hardware, I mean like door hinges and doorknobs and you know, glass like window panes and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. What about in the storage? So, uh, that one is a little more specialized. It looks like a bunch of medical lab equipment in that storage. Uh, test tubes, petri dishes, uh, Bunsen burners, all sorts of stuff like that, as well as medical grade scalpels. Uh, looks like still packaged gauze, uh, different various antibacterials. And a whole bunch of giant drums of fluid that you don't know what it is. Just to be safe, safe. Just to be safe, I'll snag some of like the first aid supplies. Yep, stuff in my bag. You get enough for about maybe five or six first aid kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to proceed to the the lab. You go to enter through the door and are greeted by very similar to the scene that you had from the other facility. The lights slowly flicker on, and you see rows and rows and rows of tanks. But these aren't human-sized tanks. These are the same size tanks that you found Xanatos in. In And in... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rows and rows. How many rows are we talking about here? As far as you can see, at least three, probably more. 
Okay, that's a lot bigger space than I thought. Yeah, it is. Jesus H. Christ. Okay. All right. And in the center of each row, it looks like a series of terminals and looks like bank systems that are have different wires going to each of the tanks in general. Okay, I'm going to look to Limbo and ask if he can plug into any of those. Before that, I'm just looking around for any weird little girls. There are no weird little girls. <laughs> and the tanks, from what we can see, are they occupied? There, the light doesn't seem to pierce the liquid in them, so you have no idea currently. For anybody who didn't listen to that episode, Vince is a, a pervert. <laughs> There's a reason he's looking for little girls. <laughs> Just putting that out there, in case you wondered about that statement. All right, so I guess I'll uh, make my way over to the nearest computer terminal and try to uh, interface with it. I'm going to assume my comm pad isn't going to actually plug into it. It's going to be a physical interface. It is a physical interface. Yeah. It looks like an old school, like, server rack laptop almost. Uh, it's got a screen and a keyboard. It's direct type in go. So let's see. What do you have here? Do, do, do. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and roll me three dice and see what happens. Three? Your hacking's one. Giving you yeah, a plus my two computer advantage. is four. <laughs> uh, hey, it's slightly better than my last roll. Right, Jessica's going to knock you out of the way when she sees you just fumbling around with it. <laughs> I will very intently watch what she does. Uh, between the two of you, you manage to get enough to sort of crack it open. Um, it looks like this is a basic interface. It has uh, temperature controls for the tanks, looks like filter cycling, and light controls for everything. Flick those lights on. I want to see what's in those tanks. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> and tell me what you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to start with uh, all of them, or are you just going to do one at a time? Oh, no, we're ripping this Band-Aid off. We're turning on all the lights. Actually, before you do that, <laughs> just in case any of these... Actually, you know what? He wouldn't think that. Screw it. Go for it. <laughs> all right. You basically reach over and shove all of the uh, virtual sliders on the screen up to max, and the lights slowly start to come on in the tanks. And what you see before you are not dragons, but not quite human either. It looks as if somebody was trying to hybridize dragons and humans as there are just massive human forms in breather masks suspended in these tanks. It looks like enough for an army. Their skin is definitely scaly in places. Their hands end in claws. Uh, their legs don't bend the right ways. They have the double-jointed uh, legs that you would find on, like, the hinds of a, of a beast. Uh, their faces are very distinctly human, completely devoid of all hair whatsoever. And it looks like each of them has what you could only assume is a prehensile tail covered in in scales and spines. So after observing this for a moment, 
limbo. Uh, you'll just hear him. And you won't, none of you will understand what it says, but uh, he'll mutter the sporethial word for abomination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this chills you to your very core because this things that should not be. And Jessica just looks at them all. Well, at least it's not fucking me in the tanks again. No, but perhaps what you were intended for. She just shudders a little bit. Well, that's it. The little shiver up my spine. Well done, Vince. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to walk along and look at them and tap on a few of the glasses to see if they they open their eyes. I am not moving an inch closer (laughs) to these things. (laughs) I remember what happened last time I was near one of those tanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, some of them seem to be stirring as you tap on the tank like you were trying to get the attention of a fish. I'm going to look back to Limbo and say, you may want to start downloading the information very fast. And as, as you turn back, you notice that some of them are starting to open their eyes. But instead of normal eyes or even reptilian eyes, there are just blank, black pits where the eyes should have been. I turned the light back off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably a smart idea. (laughs) Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right, I need you each to make me a willpower roll, please. Uh, yours is going to only be two dice there, Roger. Oh, come on. (laughs) It's enough. (laughs) It's enough for you not to be completely (laughs) caught off guard as you turn all the lights down. But they don't go down. Instead, they shine even brighter. And it looks like the tanks are now empty. What? What, do they cloak or do they teleport? You don't know. So if I'm standing right next, I would still be standing next to one of the tanks. I'm looking into the tank where a moment before was a humanoid dragon. Now you're telling me that it's empty. Yeah, I'm going to cast detect magic. (laughs) I've got low light vision as well, so I should be able to actually see and cyberize, whatever the fuck that is. I don't remember. Jesus. <laughs> light is still light. And Vince, you did the right thing. Um, there is definitely very, very strong magic at foot here. Um, somebody just cast a spell. It, as in, it was an illusion and we didn't see that? Or as, as in, in... As in, these were real. At and least now as far as you gone. can tell. And now they're gone. Hmm. Right, I'm going like, <laughs> to look back to we, Limbo. We, I'm going to check <laughs> and, like, like my watch. And, did we lose any time? Nope, not at all. That, that doesn't mean much for us, but <laughs> I'll turn to Jessica. <laughs> how, how long was that? She looks at her watch like a minute and a half. 
I'm going to look to Limbo and say, I wonder if that's going to come back to bite us in the ass someday. <laughs> would be standard for us I fear <laughs> I'm assuming you're downloading now well, you downloaded, start- like, like I said I don't know what we can download because our technology doesn't interface with this technology <laughs> so how are we supposed to get anything from here or were we supposed to bring the army of the humanoid dragons with us you're in an entire building I mean you're I need you guys you, you got to think about it a little bit. If your technology can't interface with yeah, it, there's, and there's this is that old of a building. Um, so it was, what I figure is we have to find uh, technology from this age that we can copy the information onto at the very least. So, um, Wait, okay, hold on, if I may. Um, Joe, help me out here. So the technology is so radically different. It's old. Yeah. This this would basically, as I understand, be the equivalent of Of a five and a quarter inch floppy. Walking it now. Yeah, exactly. Five and a quarter floppies and needing to get the information off of that. Well, let me see. One of you might actually know a little bit something here. But but if I may. Yep. You're or he, Vince, Limbo, is currently jacked into the terminal, correct? Or well, No, he's just using the Using the terminal. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, as an Android, I would presumably have more ports than he does. I don't have anything in my body that I can use. Unfortunately, you did not come equipped with standard serial or parallel ports, no. Okay. Interesting. Um, However, you have... A knowledge skill that is applicable here. And I will need you to roll me five dice, please, because you have knowledge corporate. Wow. You have no fucking clue. All right. And I don't think you have any knowledge in that arena, do you, Limbo? Uh, no. My, my knowledge skills are more metaphysical. <laughs> Meet me a uh, perception check then. That I can do. It's enough. Uh, Underneath the terminal where you're typing, you notice that it looks almost like it's propped up on a phone book. But not really a phone book because it's one of those ones that's like in a bound, like three ring binder type thing. You pull it out. It's an instruction manual. (laughs) Kind of. It's medical notes. Okay. Janus is a medical company. These are hard copies of whatever they were doing with this computer. You can see growth rate sampling. You can see uh, genetic DNA typing with printouts. Uh, As you flip through it, you'll actually see uh, distinct patterns. Uh, It looks like they were tracking everything. So whatever they were doing... They were both writing it down and putting it into the computer. So I'll, um, I, I have no knowledge, but I'll, I'll look to Babs. Um, this age of technology, would company have had access to network storage or would hard copies been necessary for 
transmitting to different office. All right, for Babs, I'm going to need you to roll me 10 dice, please. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, this technology is so old that you remember that way back in the day, humans, when they weren't able to interface or when networks weren't secure, would keep hard copies of everything. So because essentially, the, this technology is like pre-internet. Um, maybe not necessarily pre-internet, but it's it's older than what you're used to. Right. I mean, it, I, I would imagine like the, the amount of data would probably have been prohibitive for the time if there was network connections. Or the security therein, because the network yeah. could have existed, but I mean, it's a new technology. So at least for them, it would have been. So yeah, after you tell me that, Babs, I'll, I'll point to the manual and go, download, not necessary, just picking up. And while you're doing that, as you point to the manual, I want you to make me another perception check. While he's doing hey. that, um, is there it like... has a date. <laughs> 1967. Ooh. August 4th. All right, now, again, I'm not that good, but I did go to school. <laughs> so I would know that this technology seems actually kind of advanced for the 60s, no? <laughs> Very advanced for the 60s. This is uh, this is pre-event. So, yeah. Babs, you were saying? As opposed to upstairs, does this place look as dilapidated in terms of a lot of dust and a lot of things all over the place, or does it look kept up? There's definitely a layer of dirt and or dust and grime, uh, but it doesn't have like the creeping dust or uh, plant life that seems to be creeping in upstairs. Okay. I'm going to look to the limo and say, do we need to look through the rest of the place then? Should, or should we look through the rest of the building then? Master Sanatos specified everything should be thorough in finding data. All right. Well, let's go through the... There's two rooms that don't have labels right above. Those are restrooms. Oh, gotcha. It's on the side there. Okay, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to check the restrooms anyways. <laughs> yeah. See if there's anything in them. Toilets. One has a couple of has thought, taught me anything. Yeah. There's bottle caps in there. <laughs> uh, uh, not quite. But yeah, just normal bathrooms, nothing out of the ordinary. Looks like uh, oh, there's lots out of the ordinary because there's restrooms right above it as well. These yes. people shit a lot. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I, I mean, at least down here there was a several labs plus the largest one. There's probably a good amount of doctors down here, right? Or technicians at the very least. What's in the lab and the upper left hand corner? You walk into that one, and it looks like it was almost like a hydroponics area. Everything is withered and dead at this point, but there are just several rows of looks like plant pots with looks like solar lights above them uh, and misting sort of caps, I guess you guess we would call them, but misting spouts. Um, so this was probably something more to do with like agriculture. So they had a grow up going. Okay. They had a grow up going, yeah. All right. 
I'm assuming that says storage above it, I believe, right? That, that what, is correct. What's in there? You come out of the main lab and you go or come around this lab and go around to the side. You enter into there. And what you see is, well, just shelves and shelves and shelves of notebooks. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How many Similar. shelves and shelves are we talking about? Probably about 15 standing shelves of five shelves each. All right. I'm going to just pick a random one book off of one of these shelves. What am I looking at? Uh, it looks like growth records for the plant experimentations that were happening in the lab that are adjacent to it. Uh, it looks like they were trying to uh, cross pollinate various vegetables and fruits uh, in order to create super vegetables and super fruits. Uh, that could withstand extreme conditions. Oh, great. We found Monsanto. I'm going to look to Limbo. This is part of everything. Do you have a spell that you can cast to magically transport this back to our place? I don't have Detect Wheelbarrow, so... You <laughs> um, need a lot more than a wheelbarrow for this. This may require... Great physical effort, I fear. Joe, in terms of how many journals actually are there, um, again, I'm trying to picture the size of the shelves and everything else, because if that lab with the cloning tanks is any indication, that storage room is a fair fucking size as well. So all it of is. those books would not even fit into the car that drove us here, right? Oh, no, they would not. Well, no. Make me, you know what? You're not entirely uh, inept when it comes to human interaction. Roll me, uh, roll me six dice. Okay, I don't know if you're talking to me or him because it applies to both. You. <laughs> okay. Sorry, six, you said? Yes, sir. All right. It occurs to you that maybe generic logs wouldn't be the thing that Xanatos would be interested in. You probably are looking for something a little more personalized or poignant. Okay, I'm going to put the book back on the shelf and tell Limbo. If he wants this, we can tell him at least he's here. And then he can decide what he wants to do with all of these. Plant journals unlikely to go anywhere, yes. Agreed. All right. What's in the I'm gonna go into the, the that upper restroom just to make sure there's nobody or nothing in there. Nope, nothing that you can see, just looks like toilets and urinals. Utility closet underneath. Uh the utility closet underneath is just generic utility stuff. Uh, looks like plant like old bags of what were probably soil, right. pesticides, stuff like that. Okay. What about the storage underneath that? Again, more like old cleaning products. Okay. What Nothing about of note in there. We're going to make our way down to the lab storage in that corner. On the way by, I, I'm assuming that's a window into the yeah. cloning room. It is. I'm going to look in just to be sure. It is just as you left it. Okay. Right. What's in lab storage? Well, that door that's is a big incredibly old well locked. Fucking double door by the look. <laughs> There's something important in there. Yep, and it looks like it has a biometric reader on the outside. Oh, shit. Hey, Jessica. 
Come and put your thumb on here. I got a hunch. She just scoffs at you. No, seriously. Put your hand on the panel. It's asking for a handprint, I assume? Yep. All right. Put your hand on there, please. She walks over, sighs at you, and just puts her hand on it. Nothing happens. Okay. That was worth a shot. Uh, Jesus, are we going to MacGyver this thing? Can you hack it, Limbo? No, beyond ability. Remember last door like this? You opened, correct? (laughs) Did I? You did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I did by slapping your hand on it. (laughs) No, if I remember correctly, that didn't work. You actually had to hack it. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, well. (laughs) How many dice am I rolling, Joe? Six dice. Well, can we all just agree our fucking dice rolls suck tonight? (laughs) I think we can all agree to that. Well, I mean, hacking, you could have done it. Or what else could you do? Brute force the motherfucker. You could totally try. You said it's a big, solid double door. Okay, let me put what what am I looking at? You're looking at what basically would appear to be not quite a vault door, but you know how they have those real thick almost like refrigerator-style doors, and it looks like it's got a huge, massive inner lock in the middle between the two. The panel that you put your hand on, is there yep. anything anything around there that it can be pried off or hacked differently than what I did? Or oh, you didn't? can rip it right off the wall. Okay. And so there's nothing, though, that can be further hacked or try something different on it? Not really. You guys don't have the uh, the skills. If only you would have known a, a wonderful Decker that you could have maybe yeah. called and you, brought with you. You really wanted him to this, continue this occurred being part to me of this. after we arrived. He didn't want anything to do with us anymore. He owed you a favor. Uh, okay, you've made your point clear, narrator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if I'm looking at this lock in the middle, does it appear that if it's hit by a rifle bullet that it's going to give or not? Maybe a perception check. Uh, seven dice. Sort of got if I roll a one. Hmm. You're reasonably confident that you could shoot this thing off of its hinges. All right. I'm going to tell them to back up. And, or I'm going to say you may want to back up. I'll go around Je- the corner. Yeah, <laughs> just Jessica's already around the corner. She's already turned over a desk, and she's kind of <laughs> huddling down behind it. All right, I take my rifle out, draw a bead on that. Okay, uh, the lock looks like it's going to go. You said off the hinges, or the hinges look like they're going to go. Either one would probably work for you. I'm going for the lock first, and then if that doesn't work, the hinges. What am I right. rolling? 20 dice. I'm in combat with a fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh that's still a lot of ones in there. Just, I just wanted to point it out to you that your dice definitely hate you tonight. They really, really do. <laughs> Luckily, not enough to glitch. <laughs> not enough to glitch. Uh, so eight successes is enough. You wind up putting a shot straight through the center of this lock uh, in such a manner that this thing explodes from the inside out. And the door just kind of swings out from the impact. And inside, you see not a storage, but what looks like an office, 
a very well-maintained office with plush carpeting and looks like a wonderful leather sitting couch, a huge mahogany desk, a high-backed office chair, and what looks like a series of books and notes strewn about on top of it, as well as just shelves of what look like actual books, uh, medical journals, uh, things like Grey's Anatomy. Uh, It looks like different things like Jules Verne, uh, Mary Shelley, all these classics line the shelves here. Any dust? None. I'm going to turn to Limbo and say, this looks lived in. But there is clearly like no tracks in the dust leading up to this room. Nope, none at all. Hmm. If somebody can magically port an army of dragon men out, and women, let's not be racist or sexist, uh, out of there, they could port themselves into this office quite easily. Likely, yes. So is there any uh, evidence that the room itself is like being like, is there like a coffee cup on the desk or anything like that? That would that would indicate somebody has been here recently. It looks like there are glasses that were recently used for cognac or some form of of liquor. Um, It looks like there are is a ashtray with fresh cigarette butts in it. Lucky Strike brand. Yes, it seems very likely. Would this be a good time to maybe do a detect magic? Can't hurt. Go for it. That's enough. You feel there's definitely been a strong presence of magic here. Very similar to the ritual magic you felt when you dealt with Krampus. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so more summoning than teleportation then. Would appear so. That's very odd. Um, somebody here working great powers beyond mortal plane. Is there a computer on the desk? Nope. Is there? There is. There is an ink pot and a quill, though. Interesting. So basically, this is all low tech in this one room. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna go to the desk and open the drawers. What am I finding? Looks like various notes, uh, nothing high-tech or, or sort of sciencey. There's various uh, arcane fetishes. Uh, looks like skulls of small animals, uh, various bones, feathers. Uh, looks like sets of ruins. Um, and then it looks like a small leather-bound book. What's in the book? It looks like it is a personal journal of one Dr. T. Jarvis. So, first of all, this T. Jarvis, is that his name that's come up in any of the other, like, manuals and logs and whatnot we've seen? Sorry, say that again? Uh, This T. Jarvis, is that a name we've seen elsewhere here in the various notebooks and anything? Nope. All right, so uh, I'm not going to read the entire thing, of course, but what's the first page of the journal say? If this found, be, return to. <laughs> the first page says, this will be my magnum opus. Ooh. What does the last page of the journal say? This was my magnum. 
I have succeeded where all others have failed. Okay. This is not a good sign. Well, we don't know that. Maybe an army of dragonkin is exactly what the world needs. It is at this point that the lights completely cut out. The emergency lights come on and the klaxons start si- start sounding. And all of you turn to see in the doorway a rather large hulking figure with eyes glowing bright fiery red. And that's where we'll end until next time. So thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of Shadowrun. Feel free to check out all of our other episodes of Shadowrun as well as D&D and our normal podcast at ForTheLore.com. You can find me on Twitter at LoaderZJ. Uh, you can find Vince at Simodian and Roger at For the Lore or Zen Buddhist. Uh, and hope to see you next time. Yeah, as mentioned in the prior episodes, we are now going to be doing these more often. We're going to try our best to do them every other Sunday, rotating between this D&D. And we are going to be starting a uh, Tales from the Loop shortly. So that should be a lot of fun and we'll provide just additional episodes for folks who are interested without cutting into our regular weekly episodes. So it should be a ton of fun. The next one will be our D&D, and that should be a fuck ton of fun because we need to know what's going to happen now to get the best of us back. That said, this is also ramping up to be a ton of fucking fun in this session, so looking forward to that in a few weeks after that. All right, thank you, and we will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. Each week, the show is broadcast live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Stop by forthelore.com live to join the conversation and have your thoughts discussed on the show. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Comic Book Informer, a weekly podcast from Vince and Roger, as well as Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast.